coming to you live from BGM Pittsburgh. You're listening to the 3PL Premier League podcast. Welcome, 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 everyone. I'm Mike. With me, as always, is Kevin Josh. Coming up on today's show, we'll do some hot takes on Everton, Liverpool, and Spurs games from the weekend. We'll introduce a new segment we're calling Build a Squad, and we'll announce our massive giveaway that could get you an autographed player cards from some Premier League legends and a signed copy of Sir Alex Ferguson's book, Leading. But first, guys, I I am completely obsessed with fantasy now. Like, it's just... I. It's what the wild yeah. card does for you, Mike. Yeah. It does. It did, and, you know... I, does it feel I, like a fresh start to you? Do you feel like you're you're new? It In some ways, it does. Like So, when I used my wild card last time, I literally scrapped my entire team. And it was like it was like I was just starting all over. Yeah. But this time, I was like, no, no, no. Like, there are some players I wanted to keep. Like, I know I wanted to keep Alonzo on the back line. I wanted to keep Walker on the back line. My keepers I kept. So, this was more just sort of like, what other big-name players cause I, could I get in and sort of reconfigure things based on how the season was going and i think i did that on monday or tuesday and literally it was like multiple times a day between tuesday and saturday i'm checking my lineup like man they look good <laughs> like i wish we were playing today wish we were playing today and uh yeah i'm hooked man that's that's like you know most people when they had their phone they sort of have like the go-to apps when they open up their phone like these are like the top three that i'll check whenever i have downtime the the Premier League app has become my go-to app, and it's just, yeah. Is anybody injured? Anything going on? Anybody <laughs> should transfer out? What's FPL saying? What are they doing? Yeah, it's, it's, I'm not that bad, but as soon as it comes to the weekend, I'm I'm on that app constantly. Like I can't watch a game without having that app open now, and just like refreshing. I'm like, I don't even have a player in this game. I'm just curious about like where I'm at in the standings, what my opponent has in points, and just like constantly refreshing the app. It, it, it must be nice to just have to tinker with your squads while I went in with a butcher's knife over the weekend and just <laughs> played that you flushed wild the whole card squad, hard. <laughs> and uh, I think there was one player I kept. I was like, no, everyone else needs to be scrapped. You're all terrible. You're so, yeah. He's also tweeting the actual players, letting them know <laughs> yeah, why you dropped suck. You, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why do you hurt uh, me so much? <laughs> Yeah, it's so bad that, like, you know, Sunday morning I woke up and I'm like, oh, man, you know, Spurs had already played. Um, Liverpool had already played. I'm like, ah, Chelsea, I can get some points from Alonzo. It'd be nice to have a Chelsea jersey. Maybe I should get a Chelsea. Like, I have zero (laughs) allegiance to Chelsea. But I'm like, I can see myself wearing this for this game. Like, I'm getting pumped up. It's it's ridiculous. I can't say I've ever thought about getting another jersey from another team, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. That, that doesn't happen for me. I'm, I'm a traitor like that, so, you know. Bandwagon fan. He's like, I'm ready to jump on any any wagon. <laughs> right. Who's leading the league? Give me their kit. Wait, so my, my last point in the whole fantasy thing, this just shows I just immediately regret all the decisions I made for the, the, ma- the, mo- the most players I have from any team are, get ready, West Brom, everyone, not like Arsenal Whoa! or Chelsea. Or I have the mo- I have three West Brom players in my squad. Are you and, a frugal the- shopper? Is that why? Like, do you go to the supermarket? Like, I don't need name brands. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, because they were like a good like. Well, I don't want like complete bottom of the barrel, and I still want to make some money available elsewhere. Yeah, I guess you're right. But yeah, you're Kevin- a frugal shopper with your fantasy team. That's that's probably your issue. <laughs> My, my I mean, one time to step outside of reality for... and go into fantasy, I'm still like, no, I'll buy, I'll buy smart. Uh, I, 
I was going to say, typically we save fantasy for the end, but now that we're into it, Kev, if you have three West Brom players on your team, where did you spend all your money? Who are the big name players? Uh, Sanchez. Um, Sanchez and Kane um, are the two big ones. Um, and then, I don't know, I started realizing, like, I don't know, I, I could be completely wrong here, but I think with forwards at least, there's a bit more of like a kind of continuous gradient down the line. Whereas if you look at defenders, there's like one or two that really separate from the rest. So like, okay, well, it makes sense to kind of go for them, like to get your points yeah. up. But if you can save like a million here or two million there and only be off by like two points in total or something like that, then, you know, I can, I can, I can swing that. So yeah. And then I, you know, I have Walker and Cahill um, along the back as well, but, uh, but yeah. 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 <laughs> I decided to try to stack my midfield, and I don't have one of the big, I guess, three uh, strikers that people would say. Like, my my best striker at this point is Kane. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, mid- though, that's not a bad thing, because I'm finding the strikers are my least profitable players right now. Like, I have Aguero. He's doing jack lately. I have Kane. Mm-hmm. He didn't do too hot last game. Um so, I don't, I don't know. Did Kane even play last game? I don't think he did. He did. He he got an assist. Yeah, oh, okay. But he didn't he didn't get a goal. No, it, like I'm I'm all of my points are basically coming out of my defense yep. um with shutouts. So I have Baines, Alonso and Walker across the back and then I just tried to stack the midfield. So I got Coutinho, Ali, Sanchez, Lalana and then I have Capoue as my fifth yeah, midfielder. So, yeah. We'll see. But enough about that. Let's uh, for those who don't play fantasy, let's actually get into some of the hot takes. So um, you know, this is a case where there's a ton of different things we could talk about. But since all three of our teams were playing sort of different teams and had varying degrees of success this weekend, I figured let's just uh, uh, talk about it a little bit. So Josh, we're gonna lead off with you. Everton versus Crystal Palace. I did. I think I saw a little bit of this game, but I didn't see the whole thing. So. Give us your hot take. Talk us through it. How did you feel? Uh, for those who don't know, Everton won 1-0 against Crystal Palace. They scored in like the 87th minute. I believe Coleman scored the goal with a uh, Davies assist. And uh, overall, the game did not feel that exciting, and I wasn't really that pumped watching this game. Uh, Everton was, I feel like, the better team throughout, but they never felt like they were going to attack and going to score. It, it felt kind of hopeless. It had the feeling of a 0-0 one-point draw. You know what I mean? Like, it just, okay, this is going to happen until the 87th minute when we did score. Tom Davies, uh, 18 years old. I mean, it seems like every single week we're talking about him, if you're talking about Everton. He's pretty awesome, and it's, it's cool to see him take this on and actually succeed, and you start feeling more like, a Wayne Rooney situation and less like a, a Barkley situation. Just, just wait till just just wait till China comes calling for him. Hey, you know what? <laughs> so who, yeah. what's what's the midfield right now uh, starting lineup for Everton? So like who started this? So Davies comes in um, because it it seems like what just a couple weeks ago, maybe like a, a couple months ago, your midfield was kind of thin as far as you had like Gareth Barry, what James McCarthy, and like then you're kind of. But now, I mean, I mean, with Tom Davies coming up, what you got uh, Schneiderlin coming in, and you still got Baines. Um, so the Baines is in the midfield. Uh, in this game, I think it was. Uh, let's see here. So we got Baines. We got Barkley was in there. Um, and who's number eighteen? I always forget. Is that Davies? Oh yeah, Gareth Barry. Yeah. Gareth Barry. Yeah. 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 Um, 
And then, of course, uh, who was the last guy that was in there? Number 23 is... Cleverly? Coleman. Coleman. Duh. The, yeah. the goal scorer. <laughs> so yes. that's yeah. your midfield. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it's not it's not bad. And then we had uh, Morales up front with Lukaku. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, this was this was a week where it felt like a lot of the big six teams sort of didn't get it done, but Everton was one that was able to squeeze out some much-needed points, and you guys are starting to close in on Man United. Um, but you said overall, I mean, like five you got five. the win. Yeah. Um, you got the win. Um, I mean, it's 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 good points. No, no, it's, um, it's points that we really expected to get, though. So, it, like, the whole time you're watching this game, and it's like – getting up there in the minutes you're just like this this should be the game we are dominating like we need these points come on um i'm not saying crystal palace is a terrible team it just it felt like this could be an easy not an easy win but a a assured win uh, <laughs> compared to some of the other games we've had lately um one last thing on davies uh that facial hair man he needs to get that under control <laughs> i'm just i'm not a fan it looks like he's homeless uh, maybe I mean, he's it's just 18. that hair <laughs> Yeah, I know, but then don't do it. Like, <laughs> someone needs to be, you know, <laughs> showing him a mirror and be like, "Look, dude, you're famous now. You, you, <laughs> you gotta work on this." <laughs> people know who you are. Like, let's. Uh, and you're let's not get famous enough where you can like do the homeless look, and people are like, "Oh, that's cool." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who pulls off the homeless look? I can't. Like Joe well, Allen. Like... Joe Allen's all right in Stoke. He he got the long hair, the Jesus thing. Oh, we're know. talking about soccer players only. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say like you know. Uh, celebrities like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal seems to look homeless yeah. a lot. And, yeah, uh, he pulls it off well. <laughs> Maybe that's what um, I, need. Um, I just need to go yeah. for the homeless look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's a player that I'm thinking of that's escaping me right now, um, and I'm trying to look him up because oh, David Beckham. There we go. Yeah, completely escaping me. Have you guys seen pictures of David Beckham before he like made it? He was a homely he looking dude. Really? Like, he had on, some. Yeah. He, <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, I'm serious. Because a friend of mine who is a United supporter, he was like, you need to go back and look at pictures of, of David Beckham before he was, like, really known, like, when he was young. Some publicist got to him and was like, this guy's got some talent. We're going to turn him into something. And he had some, like, I don't want to say his teeth were, like, messed up and his hair was, like, flat and, like, parted down the middle. Like, he looked very like like Davies. And someone was like, bloop, let's just, you know, I mean, throw this, him in the makeover machine yeah. and turn him into a sex icon. And he, he looks like a 90s kid, like a late 80s type. I just, I just love how this has turned into who's ugly and plays football in England. <laughs> <laughs> no, who's homeless looking. It's not ugly. They're just homeless looking. Who, who looks homely? Who looks like they could use a shower? That's all we're saying. It's a, it's a look, Kev. Well, so, and you want to, I mean, back to the Everton thing. I mean, it is, so what, you're five points behind United now, and you have some pretty favorable games coming up. I mean, you travel to Stoke, yep. but then you have Bournemouth at home and Middlesbrough away. I mean, those are... Three, those are good games. Yeah, those yeah. are three like, winnable games. This is a time for us to, to you know sweep up some points here, and hopefully we do because I got a feeling you know we're gonna need every point we get. So, yeah. I I mean I I was gonna say I keep thinking that Crystal Palace is a decent team, but you guys knocked them into the relegation zone with those yeah. three points. Um, yeah, they've they've been tumbling all season. Kev, you like to say they have too much talent to be that bad. <laughs> I feel like that's the one team that every time we mention them, you're like, no, they're too much wait, talent. Hull? Wait, who are we talking about? Crystal, oh, Crystal Palace. Palace. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it is weird. They do. I don't. I don't get it. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. That's five. I guess five uh, losses in a row. Or no, just. Uh... 
remain in the bottom three yeah without a win in five uh games yeah struggling yeah struggling um well good i guess good on everton for getting the win uh you know your team was the only one out of the three that we like to favor (sighs) here on the show uh (laughs) that were able to get the full three points that's what we call a segue into uh liverpool versus swansea kev um this game okay so i watched this game basically the first like probably the first 60 minutes i watched and uh and then i was in the car and my phone just kept blowing up from all the goals that were being scored um this felt like it was going to be a nil nil draw because swansea literally just put 11 men behind the ball no matter what and just packed it in and for at least that first half liverpool could not break them down and it felt like liverpool's play was let's just get out wide and put random crosses into yeah. the middle and hope that our shorties Coutinho and Firmino are going to get headers on it, which just wasn't. <laughs> which, happen. which to be fair, look, I'm completely with you on that. But Firmino's. I feel like I'm giving the hot take. I feel like I. No, 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 it's fine. No, <laughs> take, I'm, take it, I'm take happy it. to go into this, but you know, Firmino gets what his second goal from across, and what I think is first from one two i don't know but both come from from wide areas so no you're right I'm, I'm with you on that we cross too much but then you know the players can equally turn around and be like hey we got our goals from crosses um now nah, it's yeah this was an obvious do, do you miss bob bradley do you miss bob bradley? <laughs> <laughs> were, were, were you thinking the whole time like where's bob i wish bob was here well that's what i like in, in the in the uh press conference pre-match Klopp was talking about Paul Clemens, right? Paul Clemens is the name of the new manager, right? And he was really kind of talking him up. He was like, I'm amazed at how much they've improved under him. He, like, he's, I, I was shocked at how much praise Klopp was giving him. And part of me thinks, like, But did no. you did you believe that? Or did you, yeah, I was going to say. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I believed it. But, you know, believing it then leads you to that next logical step of, oh, like, could this be a dangerous game? And like, no, it's not a no, dangerous. No. It's the opposite. If he's giving him that much praise, that's you give him that much praise when you know you're gonna beat him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're being nice to him. You're like, this guy, he's he's a good guy. He has a great personality. I'm totally gonna wipe the floor with him. But you know, he has great fashion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it was. I yeah. I mean, it's we look every every Liverpool fan loves Klopp. Um, but I, I mean, it, just looking at the starting lineup was really weird. I mean, so we have Henderson at the base in the midfield with Sean and Wijnaldum in the midfield, and then you push Lallana up into a front three with Firmino and Coutinho. And so that's essentially, we treated Lallana as a midfield all season. So that's essentially us going into this game with four midfielders. Coutinho, sure, he's a forward, but you wouldn't necessarily call him like, you know, a heavy, like, like a powerhouse, like main man forward, right? He kind of links things in the midfield. So you can almost have the argument, well, Coutinho's five midfielders and Firmino's not even a real. So y- you end up with this weird thing where you know what Swansea's going to do and you don't need to win any kind of midfield battle. So the, the logic of playing like four or five midfielders just really doesn't make sense. And I think it showed. We, we were slow on the ball. We didn't have any penetration whatsoever. And... um yeah, it was it was really it was, it was really it was an absolute low point of the season, um, and it really it, it makes so we have Chelsea what in like seven days or something. Um, the bet fingers crossed that Mane's back for that game. The, well, that, that was, so that's yeah. I mean, we've really missed Mane, which is 
scary how much we're relying on one person. You guys haven't won without him in the starting well, We haven't really put in a good performance t- since we, like, beat Watford 6-1, like, in, in the fall. I think you're better off, though, playing against a better team because I feel like you guys actually show up better for those yeah. teams. That's the weird thing. Whereas when it's Swansea, you're like, yeah, we'll put in our, you know, we'll do this weird lineup and, like, try something new because we're going to win. <laughs> I, I think Klopp yeah. just, he has this thing where he trusts his trusted players. And so, you know, he's like, you know what, no matter what, I back these guys. I, I, I know these guys, and maybe this isn't an ideal formation or lineup or whatever. I trust these guys to go in and get a result. And it doesn't always work out that way. And so, and Josh, you're completely right. I mean, it's we could start with the same starting 11 against Chelsea and potentially get a result because, A, it's a completely different game where, you know, fine, we, we might need to control the midfield and battle for the midfield, in which case this works. Um, and certain players like Emre Sean, who's been really out of form lately, um, could, could do a bit better in, in a game like Chelsea, where he needs to be a, a bit more of a physical presence in the midfield. And, and yeah, he doesn't need to necessarily be this creative spark. He can just kind of win the ball, shift it on, and keep going, and, and that's fine in a game like Chelsea. Where in Swansea, that's not enough. We need something with a bit more creativity, a bit more penetration. Sean's not going to give you that. And so it's, no, it, it's, it's, it was a... So anyway, but back to the Chelsea game. The only good thing about the Swansea result is I can be at peace after the Chelsea game. Because if we lose the Chelsea game, that's it. We're not we're not like winning the league. That's it. We're, we're, we'll be too far back. So I can give up any kind of dream. That's done. If we if we beat Chelsea, okay, maybe there's still something on. But if if we say you guys. You're currently ten points back. Yeah, and Chelsea just keep yeah. winning. and so, so yeah, if we, you you have to keep them from getting. Yeah, points. if if we lose that, like, we're thirteen. Get, we're thirteen points back. You don't make that up in the form that Chelsea are in. So it's done. And so, but if we you know if we can pull it back to seven points, you never know. We get Mane back. Maybe something ha- You know, something could happen. But so yeah, it's it's a it's a huge week for Liverpool. We have um, the second leg of the League Cup. At Anfield against Southampton, um, we're down one 0 on, on aggregate. Um, so getting to a cup final would be huge this season, especially if we can't win the league. Um, and then we got an FA Cup game against Wolves. Um, so if if we go out of both cups and lose to Chelsea, like I'm not even coming on the podcast next week. It's calling in sick. I'm done. We will we will call you up and you'll be like, no, I don't want to talk. We won't even tell we'll you just, we're recording. We'll like, yeah, I got a question. Like, what, what, we'll just what do, do like think? prank calls. Yeah. yeah. Josh and I go, <laughs> hot take, go. <laughs> no, leave me alone, guys. Crying into my Snuggie. I don't have a Snuggie. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he hey, bought one of those uh, cheaper ripoff ones because he's frugal with buying. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I was going to say, my, my mother-in-law got uh, my kids uh, Star Wars Snuggies. So they have one that looks like Darth Vader, one that's a Stormtrooper, and one that's like Yoda. So Jealous. Well, after they go to bed, I'm sitting there on the couch with uh, Yoda on, just <laughs> drinking my tea like nothing's going wrong. Doing Yoda voice impersonations the whole time. That's right. <laughs> Wife yeah. is really pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> just take it off, yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, yeah. I, Kev, I don't think you actually said, but uh, Liverpool ended up losing three to two. <laughs> Sorry, you can't yeah, tell. I, I'm Liverpool not. If you can't tell, <laughs> I made yeah. that decision not to say anything about. It. <laughs> yes. If, um, if you didn't watch the game, I mean, it was so part of the game. I thought was interesting, which is the back and forth, and it kept on feeling like 
it was going to end up being, uh, you know, a draw. And then it's just yeah. back, forth, back. Two penalties at the end, one for each team. And just kind of, like, kept on going back and forth. It was it was intense. It was fun to watch as a neutral slash person who doesn't like Liverpool. So it was... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we call neutral now? Yeah, slightly, <laughs> you know, not quite neutral, but neutral enough where to enjoy the game. Even if Liverpool would have won, I wouldn't have been like, ah, oh, this game sucked, but... <laughs> yeah. No, it, it was... You're right. I mean, in that sense, especially when, t- you know, Firmino gets the two goals, you're thinking, okay, like, you know, not not worst case scenario because obviously worst case scenario happened and we lose. But like, Firmino <laughs> gets the two goals. Worst case, you're like, all right, we have momentum. Even if we win 3-2 against a crappy Swansea, which we should have wiped the foot, at least it's a win. We can get out of here, you know. Unsc- yeah. And that just wasn't the case. And it was, yeah, not good. Not good at all. Bum, bum, <laughs> do you have enough? Do you have enough of me right, wallowing? Kevin. You want to fire any shots? <laughs> any more shots? No, All I right. think that's fine. Cool. That's good. That's good. So we'll go from the win to the loss to the draw, and I'll give you my hot take on Spurs versus City. So this was a game that, as a Spurs fan, I was um, I was highly disappointed in. Uh, you know, they got the draw, which was fine. You know, basically coming back, they were down two nothing, and they came back and got two goals to get the draw. But this was a game that I felt like, you know, after all of the week, all the games leading up to this, and them just sort of. Spurs being so dominant we talked about how City was just this team that seemed to be floundering and for the majority of the game City was just taking it to Spurs like they just couldn't do anything and City you know dominated it felt like City dominated possession Um, they were getting all of the shots it it felt like they were just Tottenham was going to get trounced I don't know what happened I, I don't know they just yeah, it, it was a disappointing match to watch as a fan because it feels like they can play so much better. And this was an opportunity to really, you know, like we talk about, if you want to have any sort of shot at winning anything, you have to keep pace with Chelsea. And getting a draw in this game against a team that's been floundering so much is just not going to get it done. I mean, just so. because they lost against Everton doesn't mean they're floundering. <laughs> 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 I feel like yeah, they're still a good team, and they beat Burnley the the week before the Everton match. Uh, granted, they lost against Liverpool, but it was a one zero game. So I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know hey, if you can really say they're floundering. I think you just I, wanted to I, say I, Everton beat them four 0 and then Liverpool barely beat them one. Literally, that's the only thing I was trying to get that, this whole conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my my point is that, you know, two weeks before that, Tottenham beat Chelsea 2-0. And then they go in and play West Brom, and they win 4-0. And so, you know, uh, City, basically, they they drew, obviously, this past week. They lost 4-0. They beat Burnley 2-1. They lost to Liverpool 1-0. So if Tottenham really want to be considered one of the top few teams in the league, this was a game they should have won. And the way that they play, I feel like they should have won. And they just, they didn't bring it. Um, you know, I will say that if you, I don't know if you guys saw Deli Alley's header, but I mean, it looked like, uh, like a train smacking into somebody. Like it was just, he was going full speed at that ball and it, it, yeah, it was just, he crushed it. Um, it was a great cross from, from Walker. Um, and then yeah, son came in and did what son does, which is score goals and, uh, made it two two. What do you you think about, uh, Hugo or Lloris, Mike? Oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean, both... And I guess that's the other disappointing thing, is that both of the goals that City got were basically mental errors from Lloris. And not even just Lloris, from the defense in general. The defense seemed... 
like they they were insisting on trying to play the ball at the back or, or they maybe they were making silly decisions and city just put the press on so that they would catch them in these in these like I said, ridiculous mistakes. And that's how they got their goals. It wasn't even like it was great build-up play or anything like that. Although they had that all game. City had that all game. It was just, that's not where the goals came from. The goals came from ridiculous mistakes. Um, unfortunately, they were only five minutes apart as well. So it just, it felt like it was, you know, going from bad to worse. Uh, luckily, Ali scored four minutes after the two goals. And then it felt like there was something in it. It was an entertaining game to watch in the second half because there was a lot of back and forth. But... I feel like it should have been shut down even before that. So. I, I think if if this game happens at White Hart Lane, I would have expected Tottenham to win. Um, the fact that you know yeah. you go to the Etihad and you get a draw. I mean, it's not the worst result. I mean, you're right. City aren't in the best form, but they're still an extremely good team. And and to go to their you know to their home and and get a draw after after being two 0 down is not a bad result. Um, the other thing I don't know did. What did you do? You think the whole push on Sterling was a penalty? I don't know if you, oh, it absolutely yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> so the so really, City should City should have won this game by even more. <laughs> Sterling was in on a clear breakaway, and uh, Kyle Walker just sort of runs up behind him and gives him a little shove on the shoulder in the box. Just basically like, I know I'm not going to catch you. I'm going to do whatever I can just to sort of disrupt your chances, and uh, and Sterling sort of flubs it right in the Larice. And there was no call at all, like it, none. And it's just they kept showing the replay over and over and over. And yeah, that, that should have been a pen. I mean, well, that's and I, I hated I, I was, the the commentator's response on it was like I, just before that they were talking about, or maybe they were talking about it in the context of like they hate when players exaggerate fouls and go down to buy the foul. And then when that happens, the commentator's like. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. He totally should have just went down and took the and took the bet. I'm like, you can't have this double standard and yeah, yeah. and tell yeah. players to not buy a foul and then to buy a foul. You know, it's yeah. I, I'm I'm. I do think there's a subtle like there's there's a middle ground there where it's like it's not so much that you're you're flailing around and looking like it. You know, like you just got shot by a gun. Like there's there's you know yeah you fall but you don't like make a big deal out of it yeah like you if if you realize it's a foul you're just letting the ref know it's a foul you're not you're not turning exactly. something that's not a foul into a foul right i mean that's the kind of line that you would like to see you're per, you're putting the word in bold print but you're not putting all caps yeah or you're not creating <laughs> you know I mean? like, it when it's not there yeah you know what i mean it's it's there and you're just putting it in bold or something yeah yeah exactly I will say that uh, for City, they subbed on uh, their Brazilian wonder kid, Gabriel Jesus, um, who, I mean, the dude looks legit. He From the minute he got in the game, he was all over the place. He almost he almost had two different chances where he scored. One, he did score, but it was rolled off sides, and he was off sides. But he looks scary, man. I mean, having if, if they work him into the lineup and somehow get him up top with Aguero, watch out because hmm. that could solve a lot of the issues that uh, the city's been having recently. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't say that because most of their problems have been on the back line and with their keeper, but um, no, yeah, they, they have the some pretty good striker depth right now with Aguero. I think it's easy to forget Ian Acho too. I mean, I think he has a lot of promise yeah. as well. Um, I don't know how young he is, but I'm, I'm sure he's young um, and he, he looks a good player yeah. as well. 
so yeah that's my hot take um you know if you if everybody listening if anybody listening has a hot take on their team be sure to let us know oh uh, uh, but uh, i don't know we didn't talk about this yet and i totally meant to bring it up before but we should probably mention a uh, hall of midfielder ryan mason i don't know if you guys saw the head inner injury he sustained in the game or heard anything about this fractured skull Oof. uh during the game i watched the hall game and it was brutal uh he after he got the fractured skull it was the chelsea game uh on the ground like 10 minutes of stoppage time because they like stopped play completely not moving took him out on the stretcher turns out he had a fractured skull and had to get surgery and he's in stable condition now but yeah it was bad Oof. so yeah i just want to make sure we we give that a shout out because it was a huge deal and it was scary watching that game like it's at chelsea everyone's quiet while he's getting looked at he gets brought off the field and all the chelsea fans are clapping him off like because they could tell like this is serious like this it's isn't legit, like you know yeah. an opposing player hamming it up this was like real injury head-to-head collision in the box um so yeah he's in stable condition still no word about if that is like if he's okay but he's in stable condition so yeah that's scary yeah i just i mean i'm looking um, at a headline I, now from espn it says hall city midfielder ryan mason speaking after skull surgery so that's that's how bad yeah, yeah. like the fact that he's speaking is a big deal yeah. so <laughs> that's yeah i mean we like to talk about other sports and how they're they're contact sports and it's often easy to forget that soccer itself is a contact sport and sometimes it's even more dangerous because there's little to no padding at all that's the biggest thing is like you have you know giant dudes running out like running full speed (laughs) and running into each other with no pads on so even if it's few and far between it's when they do hit they hit hard yeah yeah so obviously thoughts and prayers go out to him um hope for a safe recovery um regardless of whether he's able able to make it back on the field or not i mean that's we're talking about life or death here yeah. so um no good point josh I, I i had read that and i completely forgot about that so yeah i, I think it was i actually was watching the game so like watching that game it, it was brutal to watch it live so yeah well let's let's uh let's move to uh I don't want to say a cheerier topic, but um, so we had this idea to to sort of do this this uh, overlapping sort of segment that we can carry on from show to show to show to show and sort of build upon it. And the idea is this, uh, you know, build a squad. I mentioned it sort of in the lead in. And the general idea is that the three of us sit down and we get a chance to basically be Premier League owners, start from scratch. Um, we have our pick of any players, any managers. It's kind of like fantasy, but it's not because it's more of a perspective of, you know, you have to sort of think about the Premier League in terms of how the game is played there. You need to think about sort of formations. You need to think about how managers uh, sort of fit into and adjust to the Premier League, what sort of spine you want to have with your team, you know, who's the keeper that you want, maybe who are some of the defenders, who are the midfielders, who are the offense. We're not going to do the entire team, but we figured that maybe over the course of the next few weeks we can break it down positionally and talk about, you know, these are the one sort of 
uh, pieces or segments that we want to have for our specific team. And then over the course of the next few weeks, we'll have this team that we can look back upon and say, okay, you know, this team represents Josh or this team represents Kevin or, or me. And it'll sort of give you some insight into not just, you know, uh, I think what will be an interesting discussion, but some insight into what we value in terms of style of play, type of players, um, and, and what we look for in, in teams and, and things like that. So this week, the idea is we're going to start with the managers. I, I had toyed with, you know, do we start with on-field players? Do we start with managers? But I think that so much of what on-field players you pick comes from the style of game that the managers want to play. And so I figured that it was only fair that if we're starting from scratch, you have open checkbooks. We'll basically say that, you know, you, you work for United, except it's not really United. You can call whatever you want. Um, and you can go out and get anybody you want. Who is the manager that you're chasing down and you're trying to get for your squad? Kev, I'm just going to assume you're going to say Klopp, so I'll just I go ahead and lead off with you. Just yeah, Klopp, no, right? I mean, it's a lot. I was, I was genuinely, I was like, all right, well, that's the obvious one. I was like, can I, can I be exciting and just pick something else? I, I mean, I can't make a legitimate case. I mean, I can for other managers, but no, I want Klopp. I mean, like, I don't care who, anyone in the world, it doesn't matter. I, I want, I want Klopp, and it's, it's not just his. A, he's experienced, right? He's won trophies all over the place, and he's won trophies at clubs where he didn't, at least when he get when he got there, didn't have the right to win trophies. So he can build a squad, even if you don't have tons of money. He can build a squad. He can get a job done. And he's been around. So if he tells you, if you're a young player and he tells you, look, you're good, you believe it. Like, you know, more so than if Brendan Rodgers says, hey, kid, you're good. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's, and then, but, and then he also, because of. I was going to pick Brendan Rodgers. I was about to say the same thing. I was like, I'm just deleting Brendan Rodgers now. Thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> cross that one off my be, list. Beca- because, he, because he's experienced as well, I think he can also kind of get what he wants from maybe like management above him. So. You know, if I'm the owner of the club or something like that, he has no problem coming up to me and telling me, look, no, 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 I'm not working in this framework. I need to work in this framework and this is what I need. And, and it's just, it's, it's, so yeah, it, it's, so that's, that's the first part of it. Second part of it. Yeah. I mean, as a fan, like we've talked about it before, he's, he's incredible. Like he's incredible to watch. He's passionate. He's exciting. He's, he's all animated on the touchline. Um, you know, the players, obviously it's obvious they love playing for him. They get all the hugs and the cuddles and everything. I mean, it's, it's he's he's a wonderful person to be around from everything that you can tell. Um, and then the third part is his tactical awareness. I mean, I think it's easy to forget that, you know, at the beginning of the season we thought he was not like our starting left back at the beginning of the season was James Milner. Like everyone was like, who's, "Dude, who's you're your, an idiot. Get another left back." Who's like, your starting left back right now? James Milner, yeah, no, I mean that's James Milner, yeah, yeah. like that's my point. So we we were all like, no, 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 like please get a left back, like this is not gonna work. And it and like he's been incredible. James Milner has been a, a completely reinvented player at left back. Um, same thing with Lana. Everyone kind of saw him as like a front three player. No, 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 push him back in the midfield. Wijnaldum came in. Everyone thought his best position was the number ten behind the striker. Uh, Rafa Benitez at Newcastle said this. Um, and he goes, no, 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 I'm going to put you in the midfield. Not only that, but you're not even going to be the most advanced midfield player in my midfield. 
And he puts Henderson at like the number six Sergio Busquets role, where everyone saw him as more of a box to box kind of potential attacking midfielder. He's just he, every all over the shop. He's been making right calls, and uh, yeah, no, he's without a doubt he has to be. I mean, I could talk about other managers that I could potentially want, but no, that's Klopp's the guy. I, I, yeah, I'm not going to argue with you. Um, no, I, I mean, we all saw it coming. <laughs> yeah. That's why we well, let off put with this him. Like, um, do, do you guys have any criticisms against, I, I'm, I'm not saying like, find me a criticism. I'm, I'm just curious if, if, would there be a reason, I'm guessing that you guys wouldn't have maybe had Klopp as your first answer. Is there a con, you know, the fact that you support Everton, Josh, and the fact that you support Spurs, Mike, I'm sure you can look at Klopp from a different perspective than I can and find, eh, he's a little weak there, or there's a con there, or something like that. I mean, I guess my only thing is the reason why I didn't choose Klopp. I mean, I would love to have sort of the personality on the sidelines and all of that, and, you know, all the cuddles, as you said it. Um, <laughs> but I think what comes down to, for me is the style of play, and it's... I, I love watching Liverpool. Like I I won't I have no shame in saying that. But um, it's they're entertaining to watch. But in terms of a team mentality, I am much more of a defense first. And maybe that's because I played defense predominantly, you know, through school and all of that. But I'm a defense first and sort of counter attack and build as a team from there. Like you know, I, I'm fine with winning games. One nothing, two nothing. Whereas you're like, heck, we'll win four to three as long as we're winning. Yeah. Um, I'm much more like keep the ball out of the net and we'll just show our dominance there and then we go from there. And so that's just not Klopp's style. It's entertaining to watch. He's a great manager, mm-hmm. but yeah, 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 that's that's just why he's he's not yeah. my pick. No, totally. I can only pick one. Yeah. So. And for me, it was just because I feel like for this team that we're building, they're going to be all-stars essentially and when you have all these big names and stars i i feel like you want a manager who is more i don't want to say mean but seems like he can wrangle these guys whereas klopp feels like he is one of those guys i feel like if they all went out to party after a a big win he would be the one doing the cake stand not the (laughs) one like you know busting up the party being like what the hell you guys doing we have a game next week or you know tomorrow it's like (laughs) Which, it's just the personality I feel with him. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, that's why I didn't pick him. Because yeah. I feel like his personality is too big for all these other personalities Fair to enough. be around. Fair enough. Josh, you didn't pick You didn't pick Klopp. Who did you go with? So, I, I might be tipping my hand a little bit with what I just said. But, I, I, Arsene Wenger. I know it sounds weird. Arsene Wenger. Okay, Whoa. here's my thought. He's a good manager. Once. No, he is. and But it's also one of these things where I, I wanted someone who was stern who was old school, who felt like, you know, like people would respect his opinion. And so that's why I went with like one. I think he might be the oldest manager in the EPL right now. Uh, that sounds about right. He's 67 years old. So I think he is yeah. <laughs> the old man in the group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I feel like with that age comes this whole like almost like people just respect him out of, you know, like he's been here the longest. He knows what's going on. And if you're going to have all these big names on a team, you want someone like that. And he's also kind of changed his tactics a lot. He is defense first, I would feel, most of the time. But he doesn't feel – I don't have the feeling with him that he has one set way of playing. That's how he has to play. 
So yeah. I feel like he takes the squad he has, feels that out, and plays that squad how he thinks is the best. So And even if he's yelling at you, it sounds I'm... beautiful in French. So, you know, it's not that... Right? There you go. <laughs> yeah. It's not that bad. <laughs> You are with us. <laughs> in your general direction. Less reasoning behind mine, but I, I feel like just the personality of him would, yeah. would help the, a team of all-stars. Yeah. yeah. I, I like Arson. I mean, I, I think he maybe gets... I think people can underestimate how hard it is to continuously get top four. Everyone's like, oh, come on. Stop, you know, like just win the league already. But I mean, especially, yeah. you know, their finances are big compared to you know a lot of the rest of the league but they're not they're not top i mean you know city have more money to, to splash united have more money to splash um i don't know i, I haven't looked at the figures recently I, I guess it'd be tight between chelsea and arsenal potentially chelsea just edging them out but i mean they, they, they have, definitely has more money yeah 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 i mean like they, they definitely have cash to spend but if they're they're not they don't have huge cash and they're constantly mm-hmm. up there and he's, you know, it, I, I think I think it's easy to overlook how difficult of a job it is that he has on his hands, and he just he, he does it week in week out. And I mean, and he had the Invincibles. Like, he's a great. Well, manager. there's that. I, I feel like under his the way of coaching, the fact that he did find the best way for them to play that had a lot to yeah. do with it. It wasn't just because they were good players. Because right. we've seen teams with good players we've seen man U this year where it's like they have some of the best players yeah. and they can't get together and i feel like someone like arson he's good at just wrangling those personalities and getting them to play together so i like it yeah good argument good argument and you're you're causing me to rethink my manager now on the spot josh by keep saying like oh, this is basically gonna be a team of all-stars <laughs> Um, because that wasn't something I was really well, see, considering. You know, I, I thought about that, but I'm just going to intentionally maybe overlook some of the all-stars to work better with Klopp. So, no, 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 no. Well, <laughs> he's going to build Chelsea. I mean, not Chelsea. He's going to build Liverpool. Liverpool. Exactly. Coutinho and Firmino I'll take this guy named Phil Coutinho. He's from Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Mike, tell us why you picked Alex Ferguson. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right um no so we i mean we were talking a little bit off air on this and uh and i was i was leaning towards uh, you know i i mentioned how i'd like to play in terms of you know sort of defense first like you start from the back you get a clean sheet every game and then you move forward and you have some attacking options and coming into this season i didn't have a team that i followed and you know i adamantly did not want to follow spurs but because the more I watched them, the more I understood that like this is what they do. It's it's shut down defense, and then you have the key players that can move forward and and make some exciting attacking plays. That's what drew me to them. And so my initial reaction was, you know, take the young guy, take Pochettino. Um, it sort of embodies this underdogish type mentality which i also like like i don't want to go the big name we talked about oh you know what if i support city and you guys were like don't support city um i feel like (laughs) if i said pep you know that would just be like okay you know yeah go go take pep and do whatever i consider Um, pep but pep i mean i I consider him too then i'm like oh that's right he's not winning Uh, (laughs) well here's here's the thing here's the thing i i did not consider pep until just josh started talking about you know it's basically a team of all-stars and that's really all that Pep has coached for the past, that, you know, that's true. 
prior to coming here, he's basically just coached teams of all-stars. Um, and I've been a big fan of Pep up to this point. And I think that Pep will find success in the EPL. It's just going to take time for him to figure it out um, for whatever reason. I mean, he played, mo- I think, almost all of his career. He played in La Liga. So then stepping in and managing in La Liga was not difficult because he understood it. He was able to jump into Bayern with a team that was already the league champions and sort of keep the ship moving in the right direction. Although there were times when people were questioning a lot of his tactics. And it seems like the EPL is just brand new to him. Um, So uh, the other thing that we talked about was if I like sort of the defense first mentality and then you sort of attack forward. Pochettino isn't the only one that does that in the EPL. You also have Conte who is doing it really successfully um, with Chelsea. He's a wizard. So, (laughs) okay. So here's what I'm going to do. I, I, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to go with Conte um, because I think, I think what that does is that gives me the defensive first mindset of somebody like a Pochettino, but the uh, sideline flair of somebody like Klopp. And so I just sort of take the two, mash them together, give them a really nasty eighties haircut. And you have, (laughs) Conte. So that's I'm gonna go with Conte. Um, I mean, now, you did just pick the guy who has the best team in the league right now, but okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> Who's at the top of the table? I'll pick him. <laughs> I feel like I talked my way into it though. So no, you did. Not you did. As it's legit. legit. I just wanted to give you a hard time. <laughs> but here's but now now see here's my problem is I feel like I need to when I go to pick my players, I have to pick my players so that they sort of fit a Conte style. Yeah, I'm probably going to overthink this like beyond, you know, what you guys are doing and, and take it way too seriously. Like well, I'll be checking the my app every hour. And... That's <laughs> the opposite of what I did. I picked a manager where I wouldn't have to worry about what players I picked. There you go. <laughs> I was like, who, Arson's going to do your job. Least... Yeah. He's going <laughs> to, yeah. yeah. He'll just take whatever team you give him and be like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Top four. So I just shot myself in the no, foot. I think, okay. Look, that's fine. Conte, um, look, he, he, Without, I'm not saying he's a bad manager. I was gonna I'm say, just saying, yeah, like, I'm gonna have with, to think with, about my players more. Without a preseason, mid-season, he just switches the entire system, and they go on a what 13-game winning streak? <laughs> like that's incredible. <laughs> you know, it's it's really what he's done is is amazing. It's he's his he, his intensity too. I mean, there was what was it? There was um was it Roger Davies that did somebody did an interview with him, and he basically said like, look. If there's a player in my team and he's not taking this seriously, I will kill him. Like, like <laughs> dead serious. Not like I'm giving him a break. Like that's why when all this went down with Costa and they hit heads, he was like, "You're out." Like I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. Like you're done. But he just, he's team first, and I will kill him. And so, like, yeah, yeah. Well, no. and I think it's it's all easy right. to forget too. Now, granted, Juventus. As far as the players they had in Italy, they were the clear cut above everyone. But I'm pretty. I could. I'm sorry if this is wrong, but I, I swear they won. <laughs> they won like five uh, titles in a row. It was something like that. They won all the titles. <laughs> all the titles. <laughs> it was. Ask anyone. All the titles. <laughs> it, it, it was something crazy like that. And yeah, if it wasn't five, it was a lot. And I mean, that's you know. We, we've seen in the Premier League, now granted they're different leagues, but even when you have a great crop of players, it's still hard to win leagues. And, and to do it that consistently, you know, you're doing something right. Now, I, I think he's... I was extremely skeptical of Conte at the beginning of the season, and he's blown away all, all expectations. Yeah, He's been awesome. So, I, 
I think, uh, you know, obviously everybody, let us know who your manager would be. You can hit us up on email, uh, basically, 3PL at BGN.FM or on Twitter at 3PL Pod. I think this could be a fun little thing that we do. What do you guys think? Next week, should we start from the back and go keepers? Yes. And work our way forward? Yeah? All right. So next week, we'll do keepers. So everybody, let us know who your manager is going to be and then start thinking about who you want your keeper to be. And at the end of all this, we'll just sort of have this massive sheet of all these different teams that we can sort of break down on paper whose team we think will be the best. We'll also have to pick a formation. So maybe does the formation come with the manager or maybe next week we'll do keeper and formation because then that way, you know, the keeper, you're going to have a keeper regardless. But in terms of the defense and midfield that you pick, that's going to really depend on your formation. Did you guys have any kind of like temptation to go a wild pick in there? In terms of yeah, manager? I, like I was so I was so tempted to just say Steven Gerrard, like he's my manager, like no, <laughs> not, not Klopp. I want Gerrard in you, there. You you saw he's now coaching oh, yes, the uh, youth team. Oh yes, yeah, the youth team. So it begins, yeah. and apparently yeah, Klopp does. came out and said like I'm going to do everything I can to make sure like Gerrard like he doesn't take my job. No, no, um, to make sure Gerrard <laughs> becomes a manager. Like he's yeah. he's gonna you know it's so no, there's no I think. If Rogers was, if Brendan Rogers was in there, I think he's like, ah, crap. Like I got Gerard breathing down my neck. Klopp's not worried about anything. <laughs> like he's <laughs> Klopp worries about no yeah, man. No. <laughs> he's, he's confident and comfortable. I have so many memes in my head right now of Klopp cuddling and doing keg stands, <laughs> yeah. and now it's like the most interesting man alive. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there is a picture out there of him doing a keg stand. I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, his his like the pants of his tracksuit are like sliding down to his knees. Yeah, no. his his glasses are on top of the cake because they fell off. Yes. <laughs> Apologize to all the kids listening who are going, "What's a keg stand right now?" Um, uh, but yeah, no, this will be a fun thing. So we'll we'll, we'll this will sort of be the overarching theme that we take into the next few shows. Speaking of overarching theme going into the next few shows, we have a massive giveaway that we're announcing on this show, and it's going to extend over the next few weeks. So for those of you who followed us from the uh, the Mongol show where we talk about the USL team, the Riverhounds, uh, a good friend of ours, Richard Nightingale, um, he travels all over the place. He was at he was a, a guest of different people at the, this year's Manchester Derby, the first one, and um, and he got the opportunity to have dinner with Sir Alex Ferguson, um, amongst other celebrities that were there. And uh, he sent us a copy of Sir Alex's book called Leading, signed by Sir Alex himself. Um, in addition amazing. to that, yeah, it's it's. I'm, I have it right here. I almost don't want to touch it. Like, I feel like I'm not worthy <laughs> enough to touch it. I'm looking at it. But, like, I'm a big Liverpool yeah, fan, but um, even I'm like... Like he was yeah. good. Like, he was I good. mean, come on, it's he is a legend among any manager. Yeah. And I made the joke earlier about you know, hey, did you pick Ferguson? I thought about doing it as a joke. Like, <laughs> it would have been a good pick. Pull him out of retirement. Like, you know, say it had to be a person right now in their career. I picked Ferguson from you know, fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but not only. Did he send us the book, uh, Sir Alec Ferguson books, but he also sent us seven different playing cards um, from uh, different players from EPL past that were all signed by the players as well. So we're not going to keep them ourselves. We feel like we owe it to you guys to spread the love. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to just give this stuff away. Um, And here's how you can get your hands on it. Um, 
we're basically just going to set up a little contest. Okay. So here's how you enter. You head over to our show page on iTunes. So you can go to iTunes, just search for 3PL, or if you just go to our show notes, um, at 3plpod.com, click on the show notes, you'll see the link that'll take you to our iTunes page. Just go there, subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a review. That's it. That's all you have to do. And basically what we'll do is over the next seven weeks, we will pick our favorite review and we will read it on the air. If we read your review, congratulations, you just won one of the signed player cards and we will send them to you. So you'll get yourself a signed player card. Even if we don't pick your uh, comment or your review, then, um, but you still leave a review, you will be entered to win the signed book from Sir Alex Ferguson. So head over to iTunes over the next few weeks. Um, you know, make sure that you subscribe, make sure that you leave us a review. Even if you hate the show, you can leave a review. Maybe we'll read that. That was, was going to be my next make question. Us, like, does it have to be a certain gonna, star rating? Or <laughs> no, 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 because technically we're not allowed to do that. We, what we, we actually prefer honest reviews because yeah. we would rather create a show that people actually enjoy. So if you aren't enjoying this, let us know and let us know what you think we could do to change it and we'll change it and we'll move forward. So Head over to iTunes, uh, subscribe to the show there, leave us a review, and uh, you'll automatically be entered to win some of the signed player cards from, like I said, some of these stars from the EPL past, um, and you'll be in the running to win the uh, the signed book Leaning, Leading, I keep saying Leaning, Leading, signed by Sir Alex himself. Um, so it's it's awesome, awesome stuff. And thanks again to our buddy Richard Nightingale, who sent that over. We're going to have to get him on the show here. Um, you know, as, as, as we move through this. Maybe we'll see if he can do the, the giveaway, the, the final one. Yeah. Yeah. See if he can draw the name and, you know, say who the winner is. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Get the night and go on here. So, um, I think that's pretty much it for this show. Um, you know, we've covered a lot of stuff, talked about some fantasy, talked about hot takes, talked about, you know, our, our, our dream team here. So as we said, make sure you let us know who your manager would be. Start thinking about who your keeper would be. Thanks again, always, as always, for everybody who's listening. Thanks, Cab Josh, for uh, for joining me. As I mentioned, you can find more great, beautiful game podcasts over at BGN.FM. You can email us at 3PL at BGN.FM. Follow us on Twitter at 3PLPod. Think about who that manager would be. Send them to us. We'll read some of those on the air as well. Head over to iTunes. Leave us a review. Um, no games next weekend. I was completely wrong. I was like, oh, we got games coming right up on Tuesday. I can't read a calendar, apparently. <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, it says Saturday, and then it says Tuesday. That's the following Tuesday. <laughs> so there's no games this next weekend, so we'll have a lot more time to read some of the comments uh, that are left. We'll uh, we'll talk some more about our keepers and formation and things like that, and we'll see. We've been finding a lot of uh, cool videos and articles to discuss, so if you find anything, send those over to us as well. We'll discuss them on air, and uh, we'll get ready for you know the match massive Liverpool and Chelsea match that's going to be on Tuesday. <laughs> Not this. Yeah. <laughs> shake off Swansea, Kev. Yep. Shake it yep. off. Shake it off. Shake it off. But, uh, yeah, man, as always, we'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later. This is the 3PL Premier League podcast, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. Find more great football, soccer, beautiful game podcasts at bgn.fm.